As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant. I am your host. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to help you engineer your success by designing and living a life where you are winning at work and at home. I hope that you have had an absolutely fantastic week. Things have been going very well for me. And today we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that's communication. And when I was thinking about a title and what we could call this, it's this whole concept that people hear you, but are they listening? Are they really listening? So we're going to provide three tips for getting your message across. Some of the key concepts that we're going to talk about today, you know, why we communicate, uh, what is miscommunication? What are some of the common signs that your message is not getting across? the biggest mistake that you can make in communication, and then those practical tips to improve the reception of the message that you are actually uh, communicating. But before we get there, I want to extend a personal invitation to the next Engineer Your Success on Ramp. This is a virtual meeting. It's going to be uh, February the 28th from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time. What we're talking about this month is eliminating procrastination. So that thing that you said you were going to do, but for whatever reason, you have not done it. You, you haven't taken the steps to actually start going to the gym or start writing that book or to start putting together your portfolio for that next promotion. Whatever it is that you've said that you wanted to do, but for some reason you haven't done it, you might be suffering from procrastination. And so if you're looking for some practical steps to help you move forward, to help you get through and eliminate procrastination from the situation that you're facing, you do not want to miss the next Engineer Your Success on ramp on February 28th, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Okay, thanks. All right, getting back to this topic, you know, why do we communicate? So why do we communicate? We all understand that communication is a vital aspect of human interaction, right? It's the process of exchanging information, ideas, thoughts between individuals and groups. And communication, it, it helps us to build relationships, express our feelings, and to make decisions. It's, it's a fundamental tool that enables us to connect with others and provides context to understand the world around us. So why do we communicate? You know, I've listed some things above or before as I've been talking through, but why do we communicate? So take, take a few moments and just think about why do you communicate? Now, there's somebody who's listening who thought I communicate because I want to be right. 
I don't know if that's the majority of folks, but I, I can understand where you're coming from. But in my definition, I believe that we communicate because we want to be seen, heard, and understood. And if I think about that a little bit more, being seen, heard, and understood to me is provides a sense of belonging or acceptance. So when at the basic level, when we communicate, that's what we're striving for. You know, we learn how to socialize with our peer groups through communication. Um, you know, a lot of what we've learned, particularly early on in terms of communication, we've learned from our environment. Where, we, where did you grow up? Uh, was it a certain area of the city? They may have different um, communication idioms. Uh, it's a different part of the country. There are certain slang words that are used there. People communicate with all the time. If you grew up in a household where communication was always some type of raised voice or emotional exchange, then you're taught that that is how you communicate. It doesn't mean that you have to stay there. It doesn't mean that you can't unlearn that, but that's just what you were taught. That's the environment you were in and that's what you picked up. Again, so a lot of how we communicate is adopted so that we can fit into our environment. And so as we're adapting our communication style to fit into that environment, think about it this way. Have you ever relocated to a different part of the country? And when you first get there, you're thinking, these people talk funny. They have a very interesting accent. Guess what? The same people that you're talking to are saying the same thing about you. They're saying, hmm, you have an interesting accent and they're going to try to place where you're from. There are certain words that you're going to use that people may not know what you're talking about. I grew up in Philadelphia. One of the words that we use for just about anything is John. That John over there, you know, I want that John there. We use that jargon all of the time. I think there's some memes about that as well, like on TikTok and Instagram, but that was a word that we used. And growing up in that environment, I understood what they were saying. I moved to North Carolina to attend a North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University for undergrad. And I'm talking and I'm using that language and people are looking at me like, what is he talking about? He's great. Like, like, what are you trying to say? They weren't able to really receive what I was communicating because it wasn't packaged the right way for them. So over time, you begin to adapt how you communicate to better fit your surroundings. This is your surroundings. And this is why it's really important for you to surround yourself with people that are going to be moving where you want to grow, moving where you want to grow. Because if they're not communicating in a style and in a way that will help you unlock your future, that will help you move forward and progress, you may need to think about expanding your circle to include some other people. That's just a suggestion. You may need to think about that. So people want to be heard. They want to be understood and they want to be accepted. So why does miscommunication happen? We all know that communication is not always effective and that miscommunication occurs when the message being sent is not accurately received or understood by the recipient. And so this is from the perspective of the person that is initiating the communication. So you're trying to communicate or convey a concept or a message. And for whatever reason, the person that you're communicating to, they just don't get it. 
and your message is not being received. You know, this can lead to confusion and frustration for both you as the communicator and if you're on the receiving end of that, you can be very frustrated. You know, one of the things I can think of as, you know, growing up when I was not the communicator that I am, I am now, I tended to blame the miscommunication always on the recipient. They just don't understand. They're not getting it. There's something wrong with them. And it took many, many years and many, many failed examples of miscommunicating to begin to understand the role that I play in that miscommunication. And it wasn't until I took ownership of my role in there that I was really able to break through to become a better communicator. Because when you are blaming others, you are defensive. And when you're defensive, you're closed off. You can't see any kind of role that you play in the miscommunication because your eyes are on the other person and what they should be doing uh, and what they can do better. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't control them. You can't. What you can control is yourself. What you can control is how you communicate. What you can control is how you package your communication. What you can control is your body language. What you can control is your emotional intelligence. What you can control is being present in that conversation. Now, this is not to say that the person that's receiving the communication has no role in that, but you can't control that. You can influence that, but you can't control that. So focus on what you can control, and that is you. So what are some of the, you know, the common things that may happen from miscommunication? These are not going to be rocket science, but, you know, it could be language barriers, right? Different people that are speaking different languages or different slang or different variations of languages that may present something in terms of miscommunication, particularly when you think about things getting lost in translation. And I think that's true for a lot of the concepts that we talk about in communication, that things just get lost in translation. You also have cultural differences where your people's culture can impact the way that they communicate, both sending and receiving. For some people, it may be considered polite to interrupt or polite to be direct. And for other people in their cultures, it could be a major offense for a person to have some type of direct communication or direct intervention. Another thing that causes miscommunication is your emotional state. If you're upset, if you're angry, if you're sad, if you're frustrated, it may be difficult for you to actually express how you feel or what you're trying to communicate. You might be able to express how you feel, but you're not really communicating the message that you're trying to convey. I think a big one is perception. And so our perception of the world influences the way that we understand and interpret messages. And there are a lot of times that we make assumptions based on our perception. We're going to talk about assumptions a little bit later, but that perception 
can lead to huge misunderstandings in communication. And the last one that I'll talk about is thinking that you have been heard or taking for granted that you've been heard. And so in this one, just because you're talking and people hear you, doesn't necessarily mean that they're listening. Hi, this is James, and I want to give you a personal invitation to come to the next Success or Rant. These are small group complimentary monthly meetings to help you win at work and at home. Are you interested in setting and achieving goals, in building habits that stick, becoming a more powerful communicator? Listen, you do not have to do this alone. Register for the next success on ramp today and join other like-minded people who are on the road to achieve success both in business and in life. Use the link in the show notes to grab your spot today. And we assume sometimes that people are listening and that they get it, but we don't confirm. We don't confirm that they get it. We don't confirm the interpretation of what they get. We need to make sure that we're getting feedback so that we're all on the same page. Just because you say something and you're communicating to someone, and this is true both at work, this is true at home, it's true for if you're a parent, it's true it for your partner, your wife, your husband. It, it's true. Just because you communicate something doesn't mean that the person interpreting that the person receiving that interprets it the exact same way that you do. And sometimes we assume that that's the case and that is not the case. So what are some signs that you are not being heard or the message is not being heard or the people aren't listening to you? One, confusion. If the person that you're communicating with is confused or is saying there's something unclear, then you have to check what you're communicating, check how you're communicating it because the message is not getting across. Another is going to be misinterpretation. This is how I feel or this is you know, what I want to do, dot, dot, dot. And you say X, Y, Z and they're saying A, B, C and you're like, that's not the same thing. They're interpreting what you're saying a different way. Again, it's learning to adapt to figure out how do I make the connection between what I'm saying what they're interpreting so that we can be on the same page. If you're giving a presentation or you're talking for a long time, parents may actually be able to identify with this lack of engagement. So, you know, you're talking, you're communicating, and the person you're communicating with is like not engaged at all. I mean, it's like talking to your kids and they're looking over into the corner, like you're not there because they're not engaged at all. And so that's a sign where you really need to think through and say that people aren't listening to me. They're not really hearing me. And then if a person is providing some resistance, so you're communicating ideals and you get some resistance, they're unwilling to kind of accept your message or they just don't get it. That could be another sign that your message is not getting through. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that, you can make in communication. And I think this one's huge. I think we, at some point in time, have all made this mistake. And that is people say 
that they want to be heard, but really they want to be obeyed. So what do I mean? What do I mean? There are several times that you'll hear this conversation where people will come together and they'll talk and everybody thinks they're on the same page. They then go their separate ways and then they come back and they say, you're not listening to me. This particularly happens in organizations. It happens in relationships too. You're not listening to me. So the person will say, well, no, we had the talk. We had the discussion. I listened to you. Remember, we talked about it. And they'll come back and say, you're not listening to me. Why do you say I'm not listening to you? And the person will say, because you did not do what I said. That's the mistake. You know, do not mistake not doing for not hearing or not listening. There's several reasons someone may not take the action that you think that they should take or that you think you communicated to them during the conversation. So depending on, you know, the conversation and who's communicating, it could have been interpreted as a suggestion and not something that's directed. It could have been interpreted as a nice to do, not a must do. If it's a must do, then it's incumbent on you to actually communicate that accurately and make sure that you're all on the same page. Another big mistake is not actively listening. And so this one kind of ties into the next one, which is interrupting. And so when you're not actively listening, your mind is wandering. You're not engaged in the conversation. You're not making that connection. And sometimes you're just listening so that you can talk. You're listening so that you can interrupt. You're listening so that you can make your next point. And that leads you to interrupting. So you begin, the the person is talking. You begin to interrupt them. You show lack of respect. And guess what? They're not being, they're not being heard. They're not being seen. They're not feeling accepted. They don't feel safe. They're going to be defensive and your message is not going to get across. Another big mistake is when you're vague and unclear. So I believe that communication should really be clear and concise and that vagueness and ambiguity lead to the confusion and misinterpretation that we've been talking about a little bit earlier. And then there's assuming, making assumptions about someone else's thoughts or feelings or motivations will lead to misunderstanding. In fact, making assumptions about how you think someone may perceive what you're going to say, may change how you say it. it. It may stop you from saying the very thing in the way that you need to say it to communicate it effectively. So don't make assumptions. Do not make assumptions about what people are going to do, what they're going to say, that their feelings are going to get hurt. You do want to be able to adapt your communication style to the person that you're communicating to. But don't just make blind assumptions based on your preferences. Another way that you can see when, or another big mistake in communication is when you're defensive. So you're the one communicating and the person raises an objection where they say something counter to what you're communicating and you become defensive. So when we feel attacked, uh, it's natural for us to become defensive, but that defensiveness is just going to escalate the situation and make it more difficult to connect with the person you're communicating with. And I think it's important to stay open 
and curious and non-defensive in communication. And the last thing I'll say there is that a big mistake is that you may be looking for a challenge in terms of communication or you're looking for that resistance. Some people just, you know, they like that kind of confrontational communication style. But I would encourage you, instead of seeking the challenge, seek connection. Seek to connect with the person that you're actually communicating to. So here are some practical tips to improve the reception of your message to ensure that your message is getting across. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. So this first tip I got from the book called How to Build Meaningful Relationships Through Conversation. It's Carol Ann Lloyd is the author of the book. And it's one of the, it was put together by Great Courses. But, you know, one thing that they talked about in terms of when you're having these conversations is think about why am I talking? Wait, why am I talking? So really think about why are you talking? What is it that you want to achieve as part of your communication? You know, my family and I, we've been going through the seven habits of highly effective people. We've been reading the seven habits of highly effective teens as part of our family time. And it's been really cool, but this reminds me of habit number three, begin with the end in mind, have a plan. So have a plan for your communication. What is it that you want to communicate? Why did you want to communicate it? If there are some particular action steps that you're looking for, make sure that that's clearly communicated. If you're communicating to get buy-in, again, make sure that you have a plan, make sure you understand why you are communicating. The number two would be to listen actively. And this again is reinforced by one of the seven habits. This is habit number six, which is seek first to understand, then be understood. So good communication involves not only speaking, but actively listening to what others are saying. And if you find yourself interrupting people or not paying attention or mentally saying, I can't wait till they finish talking so I can say X, then you are not actively listening. And that's something that you can work on. You can absolutely work on that. You can absolutely become better at being an active listener. Number three is package what you have to say the right way, not your way. So what do I mean? I think we all give and receive communication naturally differently. There are different methods, different styles, different ways. But if I want to communicate something, then it is incumbent on me to be able to package what I communicate in the way that the person or people that I'm communicating to can actually receive it. I am not saying that the person that is the receiver doesn't have any role. I mentioned this earlier, but you have to be responsible 
for what you're responsible for, what you can control. You can't control the receiver. You can control yourself. You can control what you say, how you say it, when you say it, your tone, your body language, your mindset when you enter into that conversation, your attitude, your vibration, all of that. Those are all things that you control. And those are all things that play into the package for that communication. So here's another reminder. The next Engineer Your Success on Ramp is going to be on February the 28th, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., eliminating procrastination. I look forward to seeing you there and to help you continue to engineer your success. I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode, and it's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. There's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. They are engineering their success, and they're winning at work and at home. And it is my desire and my goal for you to be part of that select few. Be great this week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.